sometimes it may seem like we're spending more time in the valley of disappointment than anywhere else. But Jesus has a purpose for allowing them in our life. And while disappointment is always going to be a frequent visitor in our life, it doesn't define our life. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. A little boy was in the backyard with a shovel, filling a hole when his neighbor peered over the fence. Interested in what the youngster was up to, he asked, What are you doing? My goldfish died, replied the little boy tearfully, and I've just buried him. The neighbor said, well, that's an awfully big hole for a goldfish, isn't it, son? The little boy patted down the last heap of earth and replied, yeah, that's because I couldn't get him out of your cat. Okay. Okay, well, have you ever felt like you're you're trying hard to do all the right things, but things just aren't working out for you? Maybe you feel like your cat died. You know, it's, it's important for a Christian to understand a few things about disappointment so that we can keep it in the right perspective. So there's, there's three things I want to tell you about disappointment. The first thing to understand about disappointment is that it's inevitable. For the sinner or the saint, disappointment is a normal and necessary element of our life. But disappointments don't have to have a negative impact on our life. It's how we handle our setbacks that determine whether or not we are growing as a person. And the second thing we need to know about disappointment is that they're instructional. If we choose to examine our disappointing situation, we can almost always learn valuable lessons that help us avoid a similar disappointment in the future. I remember when I was nine years old, I entered the first national punt, pass, and kick competition. Any of you guys ever do that? Yeah! Yeah, well, I want to hear all about it. (laughs) But anyway, that's where you take a football and you throw it you pass it and you kick it, and they record the total distance to see who wins. Well, I I entered the competition and I threw the ball further than any of of the other boys. Then when I went to kick it, I kicked it further than anybody in the competition. Well, then I went to punt the ball and I got so excited that when I punted it, it went straight up and landed behind me. And they deducted, they deducted distance from my score and I lost. And I was very disappointed. But then I learned to take my time when I got ready to kick the ball. Well, the third thing about disappointment is that disappointment can be inspiring. Well, you'll say, I don't understand that one. Well, it will never seem like it at the time you're going through a disappointing period. But you can never appreciate the victories if you've never felt the sting of disappointment. I mean, when Paul and Silas were beaten... 
and thrown into prison. It must have been hard to understand why their faithfulness and their commitment would land them in such a difficult situation. They could have given up. I mean, who would have blamed them for getting discouraged? But they didn't react that way. They let their faith overcome their disappointment. And they rejoiced not in their situation, but in their Savior. And that's who they had placed all their trust. And the Lord not only delivered them, but he gave them new converts at the same time. You see, sometimes our disappointments are the breeding ground for a victory that's just ahead. And it may not seem like it in your darkest hour, but when the Lord said, I'm with you always, he especially meant in your time of need. Maybe the best illustration of dealing with disappointment the wrong way and the right way was how the two criminals being crucified alongside the Lord handled it. I'm sure both men shared a lifetime of of disappointment, tragedy, and bad choices. One chose to lash out in sarcasm, but the other, down to his last few minutes of life, he chose to acknowledge the Savior and with a statement of belief and hope was ushered into paradise. He said, Lord, remember me when you enter into your kingdom. Sometimes it may seem like we're spending more time in the valley of disappointment than anywhere else. But Jesus has a purpose for allowing them in our life. And while disappointment is always going to be a frequent visitor in our life, it doesn't define our life. What defines our life is the victory we have through Jesus and the hope and the promise of a future where disappointment never finds us. Do you think we ever need to remind God of anything? You might think that's a strange question. Well, we remind God of his promises because God wants us to know what he has promised us. Stay tuned to learn more. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. What's less than two inches big, fully rechargeable, and comes in three sporty colors? It's Nebo Tools Micro Pocket Light. Impossibly bright and unbelievably small, the Micro features six unique light modes, including the 400 lumen turbo mode and three LED color lighting options, red, green, and white light, to accommodate any situation. The Micro is small enough to conceal in your hand or fit on your key ring. This powerful pocket light even comes with a stainless steel necklace chain to keep this light with you wherever you go. Choose red, black, or silver to match your personal style. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the tiny yet powerful micro pocket light at batteries plus bulbs outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. And now, back to On the Bright Side, as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. I was going to ask you, has anybody had a bad day lately? I thought so. Okay, well, well, here are the top ten ways to know you're having a bad day. Okay, you ready for this? Top ten ways to know when you're having a bad day. Number ten, when your twin sister forgets your birthday. (laughs) Number nine, you know you're having a bad day when it costs more to fill up your car than it did to buy it. (laughs) That's right. Number eight, you're having a bad day, you call your wife and tell her you'd like to eat out tonight, and when you get home, you find a sandwich on the front porch. 
<laughs> Number seven, it's a bad day when the bird singing outside your window is a buzzard. Number six, your doctor tells you you're in excellent health for someone twice your age. It's a bad day. Number five, you're having a bad day when your children's school calls to surrender. <laughs> Number four, it's a bad day when you have to borrow from your Visa card to pay your MasterCard bill. <laughs> Number three, you're having a bad day when you put both contact lens in the same eye. I've been there. <laughs> Number two, you know you're having a bad day when you see a film crew from 60 Minutes waiting outside your office. And the number one way to know that you're having a bad day, when your car horn sticks and you're on the freeway behind 32 Hells Angels on motorcycles. Yeah, that would be bad. Okay, but let's face it. We all have a few of those days. And in fact, it's pretty normal to have a bad stretch where things aren't going well. And some of you could even be having some of those times right now. But you know what? All of us as Christians, we have an amazing arsenal of weapons available to us to fight and overcome whatever comes our way. And we know that it's there. But so often we don't unleash the power that's right there for us to use. And what I'm talking about are the promises of God. You see, God always tells the truth. He always does exactly what he says. And he said he'd do a lot of things for us. And there are well over a thousand promises in his word that we can rely on to help us deal with our struggles. And all his promises are true. But here's the key. What many people don't realize is you have to remind God of his promises. And you might think that's a strange statement. Why would we have to remind God of anything? Well, we remind God of his promises because God wants us to. Not because he can't remember what he promised. But because God wants us to know what he promised. Most of the great characters in the Bible reminded God of the promises that he had made. David, Abraham, Moses, all of them, they cried out to God. For him to deliver on his promises. And you know what? He always did. So we have this huge advantage in life in the form of God's promises. But the word shows us that we have to go after them. That we have to get his attention. You know, you, you, you know the scriptural phrase that we've heard our whole life. All the promises of God are yes and amen. I know you like that when you use it often. Well, I never bothered to really grasp what that line meant. But when you read that whole passage, it gets clearer. Here's what it says. For no matter how many promises are made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. And what I learned is amen is one of the few words that means the same in Hebrew as it does in English. It means to agree or to, to acknowledge that it's true, like so be it or it is so. So what this means to us is that through Christ, all his promises are true. So when we remind God of his promises, 
Christ responds and says, yes. And then we say, amen. We've got it. I claim your promise in Jesus' name. Now, you may say, well, I pray and I read the word. And sometimes I still don't feel like he's listening. Well, you know, the word also shows us that there are times when God allows us to feel like he's not listening. But that's when God is testing you to see if you'll trust him and his promises no matter how you feel. That's when he wants you to cry out, God, where are you? And that's when you can remind him that he promised he would never leave nor forsake us. And that's when you can remind him that he promised he would inhabit the praises of his people. And that's when he wants to come through. And that's when he has to come through. Because all his promises are true. Dwight Moody once once said, God never made a promise that was too good to be true. Our God is an interactive God. He's made promises to you for everything that you could be going through today. It could be depression. It could be fear, grief, heartbreak, worry, failure. It doesn't matter. He's promised to get you through it. What an amazing gift His promises are for us to stand on, for us to hold on to, and for us to remind God of. All His promises are true. Say that with me. All His promises are true. Listen to this one that the Lord Himself made. He said, there are many rooms in my Father's house. And I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if it wasn't so, I would tell you. And when everything is ready, I'll come. I'll come and I'll get you so that you can be where I am. What a promise. Aren't you glad they're all true? Because this one, it tells us that no matter what happens, everything's going to be all right in Jesus' name. Did you know that Joseph was a slave and yet God said he was a prosperous man? Tune in to hear how to anticipate God's favor in your life, even in difficult times. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Sometimes you discover something that's so ultra cool and handy that it just screams, you need this. Meet the Nebo Tools Slim. This is a thin, ergonomic, rechargeable pocket light that puts out 500 lumens of intense bright light. This isn't like any flashlight you've ever seen, and it's shaped like your cell phone. A task light and flashlight, the Slim fits, hangs, or sits just about anywhere. Fully dimmable with power memory recall. The ultra cool Slim pocket light features a pocket clip, collapsible hanging hook, and powerful magnet base for convenient hands-free lighting. This light will prove so handy that you don't want to go anywhere without it. The Slim, just one of the many reasons why Nebo is the leader in lighting innovation. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the ultra-cool and handy Slim at Batteries Plus Bulbs Outlets and hardware stores everywhere and online at nebotools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code ChristianRadio and receive a 10% discount on your order. At work, home, or play, for the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. 
Okay, now I want to share on the subject of prosperity for a minute. How many could use a little prosperity in their life right now? Okay, before I start, here's a little prosperity humor. You ready? A woman was talking to her friend over lunch. My husband just told me I was the one responsible for making him a millionaire. Really, said her friend, what was he before you married him? There was a pause. A billionaire? Okay. Prosperity. I want to take you back, way back into the Word, all the way to Genesis for a second, where God teaches us about prosperity. And he does it through the life of a young man named Joseph. Now, what's interesting about one of the first lessons on prosperity is that God uses an oxymoron to do it. Now, in case you think an oxymoron is a distant relative of yours, let me explain. Let me, let me explain. An oxymoron is when you combine contradicting terms. For example, if you say airline food, that's an oxymoron to me. If you say working vacation, it's an oxymoron. Here's my favorite one. Congressional ethics. That's unfortunately sometimes an oxymoron. Hope there's no politicians here, by the way. But in Genesis chapter 39, it says, And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man. He was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. So Joseph is identified as prosperous, and yet... From the verses right before this, we learn that Joseph was a slave, having been been sold into slavery by his own brothers. So our lesson on prosperity comes from the life of a prosperous slave, which is certainly a contradiction in terms of our understanding of prosperity. You know, one thing that I love about the Word of God is that I don't believe God made any mistakes in it. Do you? I believe he had a reason for everything. And I don't think it was an accident that way back in the beginning, God pointed out to us through the story of Joseph that being prosperous and having prosperity is not about making money and accumulating wealth at all. Joseph was a young man who came to know the Lord as a teenager. He sought after the will and destiny God called him to. And and though he had setbacks along the way, he trusted God. He had integrity. His prosperity was his promise because of his relationship with God. You see, God views prosperity much differently than we do. Material things are not the only indicator of prosperity. True prosperity is simply knowing that God is with you in good times and bad times. True prosperity is his vision alive in your heart. True prosperity is not found in finances, but in the favor and blessings of God. His anointing. His power that's at work in your life. And if we think that God's favor is just the increase in our finances, then listen, we have a diminished view 
and a limited view of God. And we need to have our eyes opened to the true prosperity that God can give us. Joseph was a slave in the house of a rich and powerful man, yet God saw Joseph as the prosperous one. Joseph knew he was prosperous because he knew prosperity comes from God, not man. Because he trusted God, he had a confidence on the inside that was not affected by his circumstances on the outside. The word says this, but remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. And so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors as it is today. I think there's an important lesson in the story of Joseph, the prosperous slave. And that is this. We need to stop interpreting so many of God's principles as relating to just finances. Joseph had a prosperity mentality. And he lived a very successful life. He had many accomplishments. But God didn't measure his prosperity by what he had on the outside, but from what he had on the inside. And what he had on the inside is where all this prosperity came from, including this sizable external wealth he ultimately created. The word also says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Today, I want you to know that you can prosper in the Lord and in the world because of the confidence and faith you have in Jesus Christ. You can prosper just like Joseph. Even if you feel like a slave sometimes, you can prosper even in tough financial times. So don't get discouraged. Anticipate his blessings and favor in your life and I promise you something good will happen. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. That's EmbraceGrace.com. 
or call 817-755-8484.